Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Peter. We're back and we are hurtling towards our SummerSlam specials of August. That is that is going to be hot. <laughs> it's going to be hot <laughs> That's the... in the city. Hot, hot in, in the city, city tonight. tonight. Why did you go Indian? Uh, why? Because so, yeah. I think there needs to be more representation. <laughs> Doing <laughs> an impressive Indian man does not mean representation. It might have been Welsh. <laughs> you don't know. The um, uh, uh, I mean, that was a good line. It's going to be hot. Hot. It's going to be hot. It's going to be hot. Imagine it's how many times they've done SummerSlam lines. It's going to be hot. And that's come up and they've had to go, look, if you were here last year, you know we've done that literally for the last 20 years. <laughs> we, need, we need something else. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that? Was that the line? It's going to be hot? Is that no, a... they, they have things like feel the heat. But, right, okay. Uh, and so things like They always used Everything to that of... could be used in SummerSlam could be used for um, spicy Doritos. Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. <laughs> and, and probably has been trademarked by spicy Doritos. Why don't we do like one of those kind of like uh, uh, viral quizzes where it's like Dorito tagline or... <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually quite like to do a close-up as well of going, is this a Dorito or is it a wrestler's back? <laughs> <laughs> Which is saltier. Who knows? <laughs> Definitely the wrestler's uh, back. We are... Uh, hey, if you missed hey. last week's episode, then you have missed the description of the first part of match one of WrestleMania 11. Yeah, you so missed. You have missed loads. A stabbing. Yeah. Uncle Zabakaya. Yeah. Uh, Vietnam vets. Vietnam vets. Drug trials. Drug trials. Yeah. Hulk Hogan sensationally confessing. A bad drug trial rather than a good drug trial. Uh, yeah. Good drug trials. I mean, to be honest, good drug trials can turn bad. Your head might get big like that yeah. man in the uh, in the naughty. We spent 15 minutes talking about what we'd like Rick Rude to do to us in bed. <laughs> that, that bit might have been cut. Yeah. It was, it was over long. It was over long but let me tell you it was spicy <laughs> oh it's gonna be hot <laughs> it's gonna be hot and salty i i didn't mention last week that um and i'm gonna mention it now right because of the way we record this it was actually two minutes ago since we did last week <laughs> but i know everyone's gonna be going oh you were talking about dutch mantel and you yeah. didn't mention that he came back as zeb Coulter in the 2000s oh. a tea party republican oh, in really? a character that was so brilliant um, that, that you, you know you wouldn't believe it well you see now I've been telling on Twitter all week wait for this episode well this is where it is um, <laughs> I, 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 I can't do it all guys I'm trying yeah I'm trying. exactly and the problem is that, that like it's so easy to be me in this podcast it's so easy I might make it look hard but it is so easy to be me there's a, 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 the, the Zeb Coulter figure was really good he, he managed um, uh, Jack Swagger who was really going nowhere in the 2000s and he just had a a sort of thing of they, they, we the people and it was a really pre-Trump, Trump sort of election Character, campaign. Right, okay, yeah, yeah, they yeah. really nailed it. Oh, nice. And what was funny is it was brought in, and Vince McMahon is a huge Republican, mm. and it was brought in, I think, with a sense of, I don't know, I don't think they really thought people would boo it, but I think they thought people would go, I don't like him, he's a bit racist. Yes. Uh, and what actually happened was it was hugely popular. Mm. People loved it as a character. Yeah. But also the right in America began complaining, saying that they were being mocked. So I think Bill O'Reilly even <laughs> criticised the character of Zeb Coulter, Isn't saying it? it's making a Tea Party person look bananas. <laughs> I mean, I believe that's a direct quote. Uh, <laughs> it's related America. to Ann Coulter. Yeah, I mean, it was like that. It was a sort of Ann Rand, Ann Coulter, Bill Riley mashup. Isn't that weird, though, that like whenever, uh, whenever there's a character or whenever the right is mocked, uh, they also got mocked by the establishment again, or uh, they're, they're like criticised vessels like the FBI. Now, yeah. if you're in law enforcement or the FBI, 
you're mainly men over the age of 50, as we all know, as right-wing and as Republican as you're ever going to yeah, get. Yeah. So this so this Trump kind of anti-establishment kind of thing at the moment is so weird because everybody over the age of 50, white middle-class to upper-class men will be Republican. The FBI will be a Republican organisation. I, I, I don't they, know. But they've got this thing where they go, we have to be seen to be punching upwards. I, I, see, I, I don't so know weird. whether this is something that everyone talks about, but like John Rain, <laughs> who's, who's a guy who does a podcast about Bond called Smoke yes, Pot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, why not download that? Uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, 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 he sort of references the world we're in now as the upside down, yeah, like yeah. in Stranger Things. But it is an amazing thing where mm. in America and there, you've got, you've got people like Donald Trump talking about the elites you know yeah. how do you have the <laughs> fucking nerve it'd be like me moaning about like people who are too interested in wrestling you know and expect, expecting everyone to go yeah he's absolutely right they you may know. haven't got asthmatic <laughs> fucking establishment asthmatics uh, I, i've just checked my notes it was actually glenn beck who, uh, who, <laughs> okay, was, right, who okay. felt the xenophobic uh, character was mocking the Tea Party instead of endorsing it. Uh, <laughs> the very fact that they had a character who was endorsing the Tea Party, yeah. who they'd give half an hour to every Monday. It's just, I mean, why do I like the WWE? They're the worst organisation <laughs> in the world. Um, just one last tiny thing about Dutch Mantel, which I really enjoyed, right. is uh, he was um, in WCW in 1990, and right. there were th- two other cowboy characters. Um, so it was Dirty Dutch Mantel. Um, they were called the Desperados, Black Bart, and Dead Eye Dick. Black Bart. Yes, and he, he wasn't dead, black. Right. A Dead Eye Dick did have a dead eye. No, I don't know if he did. I can't actually remember who even Dead Eye Dick was. Right. But they had a big thing where they'd appear on horses and they were looking for one of the great cowboy characters of all time, Stan the Lariat Hansen. And right. Stan Hansen, a legend in Japan, a legend in early 70s WWF, he famously broke Bruno, Bruno Sammartino's neck when Sammartino was the champion. Like Brody, he was one of those guys who was a headliner everywhere in the yeah. world, never settled for too long. He was going to come to WCW and basically he saw some of these vignettes where these three hopeless cowboys were looking for him and he just went, do you know what? No. I'm done. And so they'd run these vignettes for about three months. And they never found him. And then Stan Hansen just went, I want nothing to do with this. And they went, right, drop it. Fire all those men. Um, and- Where's Pamela Anderson? Imagine she never turned up. Well, that was useless. Yeah. Um, uh, the other thing uh, Dutch Mantel does is uh, podcasts. He's, he's still right. a booker. I think he's working with um, Impact at the yeah. minute. So he's really, I mean, a remarkable career. Really mm. underrated career. He also does a, a couple of podcasts. I imagine... They're good, but if they're anything like other wrestling podcasts, they're also very long. <laughs> very long indeed. Uh, so, yeah, he's great. Now, in this match, in the opening match, it's yeah. the Allied Powers, Lex Luger and uh, British Bulldog versus uh, the Blue Brothers, Eli and Jacob. Yeah, apparently, uh, according to Lola, according to Lola mm. uh, they've been together since the beginning. Yeah. yeah. There's reason for that, mate. They're twins. <laughs> fucking idiot. Uh, they, their real names are Ron and Don Harris. Yes. And they, uh, they have a bit of controversy about them. Okay. We mentioned, if I mentioned ages and ages ago, you were saying, are there any openly racist wrestlers? <laughs> and for the purposes of the Harris brothers and their attorneys, no, there aren't. There aren't any. But what the two of these guys had is they had tattoos. Right. And they have them pre- prior to this WrestleMania. So they've got the tattoos on. Yes. I think they're covered up. But they both had the SS symbol. Yes, okay. On their arms. And the- you can't say that's the kiss logo or nope. anything like that nope they later had them slightly obscured with snakes around them <laughs> okay. um, makes them less <laughs> friendly <laughs> if, if you think so um so they had these for, for many years and they also one of them appeared on an uh, nwa tna pay-per-view right. wearing an ss t-shirt and that would have been in the 2000s mm. so there's a funny thing where they haven't really talked about them. People who know them. So there was, uh, I saw a tweet from Dave Penzer, who is a former WCW announcer, and he was on Twitter. Someone had basically brought up, the two of them are, uh, they, they, got, they retired from wrestling, and then they began doing some sort of Christian music uh, label. Right. And then they did a bit of PR. And they've been brought in by a new wrestling company to sort of do some PR for them. Okay. And so there's been a bit of controversy where people are going, I'm not sure that this new company should be using two people who have... Uh, SS tattoos because what that leads to is uh, an assumption that there is a far right connection at some Mm. point in their history now Dave Penzer who's the former former WCW announcer on Twitter was saying look maybe they were young and stupid all I know is I judge people based on their actions in my travels with them they were always legit fantastic guys you can't fake that 24-7-365 and the person who was having this debate was saying yeah but A they got these at some point these SS tattoos B, one of them wore an SS t-shirt later in his career. And C, why haven't they fucking got rid of them? 
And if, 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 you know, he was saying, well, why don't they say it was a youthful thing? We didn't really understand it. We're part of biking culture. Yeah. We like biking. And unfortunately, in the 60s, a lot of Nazi symbolism mm-hmm. was adopted by the, the American biking community. And we've got that. But now we know what it is. What a shame. They've never really talked about it. No. And so there is a funny thing about, you can say what you like about this, but the fact remains, there are two blokes t- who have got SS <laughs> tattoos on their arms. Well, it's, it's, like, well, it's like Big Boss Man and his, uh, uh, his Confederacy, uh, Confederate flag yeah. uh, tattoo. But like, I guess that's possibly less overt than having the is there, I mean, is, is there an argument to say that that's messed up slightly? In the same way as like in the 80s, if you had a St. George's flag tattoo, mm. you'd go, well, you're right wing. Mm. And you might go, no, I'm proud English. Mm. And there was a funny grey area. Yeah, yeah, the Confederate yeah. flag, you could go, yeah, but it's about Southern... It was on the roof of, uh, roof of the uh, of the General Lee in, yeah. in the Jewish I, I mean, you know, it, it... I, I would not suggest you have any of those things. <laughs> no. And I think if you do have them, I'm probably going to think a bit less of you. But uh, the SS, it's not like you can go, well, <laughs> no. you know, growing up as we did in Tennessee, the SS was a big <laughs> part of our life. I mean, it's just mental. They taught us how to fish. <laughs> <laughs> the the boss of the company that they were doing the marketing for uh, this wrestling company. So this was only last year, mm. I think. It's called Arrow Lucha, and he uh, addressed this to say uh, Ron and Don Harris were performers for WWE and other popular wrestling promotions during their wrestling careers. Mm. When on TV, they were in character, referred to as a gimmick, where their character or gimmick were as bikers. Um, he said they never broke character. Great, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Even though when they're in the tattoos. If Vince McMahon is not going to force people to take steroids, he's not going to go, you've got this little, I want you to be a biker, you need to get a swastika tattooed on your face. A little spice base. And then when you leave, never have it taken off, <laughs> right? Won't happen. But this, the, the guy who was the, the, the boss of Aralucha then said a brilliant thing. This is just great. You're going to love this. This is such, you know when you've, you think, I've won an argument, and as it comes out of your mouth, you just go, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> The Harris brothers' TV personas and gimmick were as bikers, but they are about as far away from Nazi sympathisers as the East is from the West and were in no way involved in that culture, behaviour or activity. This was much like the wrestler whose character or gimmick was Junkyard Dog. However, he did not work in a junkyard, (laughs) nor was he part dog. <laughs> wow. Don't drag in. Don't bring the biggest the black, black performer <laughs> of all time. The man who could set up Shaws. To say, uh, if you're going to say that they with their SS tattoos <laughs> are interested in the SS, this guy says he's a junkyard dog, <laughs> right? Absolutely insane. It's worth pointing out as well. He said, obviously, it's their gimmick as bikers. At this point, they're playing hillbillies and they have SS tattoos. <laughs> so let's not get too excited about that. Um, <laughs> I, there I, is a man with a bowl for a head. <laughs> it, and are you suggesting that he's a... Well, he is for a bit. He, is he a mantor? If we knew what a mantor was. <laughs> did you know it was Minotaur? I mean, did they know it was Minotaur? They get, no, he's a mantor. But a Minotaur is already a man. I don't know. That, I'm, I'm, look... I'm not going to be making an apology for Mantor. No. Uh, or the Harris brothers. I, They're I, just two big hairy mountain men, as, <laughs> as, as was discussed on this very WrestleMania, which yeah. really made me laugh. Yeah. They're just two big hairy mountain men. <laughs> the, um, uh, the CEO does also say that, that uh, Ron does pro bono work for the Joseph School in Haiti to support orphans, and uh, Don has a biracial family, which includes an adopted Filipino daughter. <clears throat> no Jews. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, I hope, I, I, I presume from everything that's been said, they are not racist, but they do have some tattoos with SS on them that they had before they were in a biking gimmick on air, and I find it weird and strange. It's very different to David Bowie being caught crossing state lines with Nazi <laughs> Maria. Well, well, it's very different. Bowie gave a, a Nazi salute, didn't he, when he came back yes. from Germany in, uh, I think it was Victoria Station. Mm. Um, but, he didn't also then, 20 years later, turn up to a gig wearing an SS T-shirt. No. I don't know. Um, so, look, look, I, I make, let, let me make it 100% clear. The Harris brothers are not right-wing. They are not Nazis. They do have an SS tattoo. They haven't really explained why. That's <laughs> as much as I can say. That's as much as I can say. Oh, it was great to have... Because uh, whereas the first match in the last WrestleMania mm. was really good yeah. and quick and yep. spiky and mm. fun, this was... Very heavy and slow. Good God. Was not a crowd pleaser for my money. Not at all. And don't, <laughs> Luger and Bulldog are huge. Yeah. They are huge and they look fat and bloated and tired because they're so muscular. And the, the match itself is crap. They mm. were thrown together with this. They had a tag team called the Allied Powers. And it yes. was basically, you think Lex Luger, last year, 
He, he was, was, he was you know, dressed, they were dressing him up to be. He's, the he's in the yeah. main eventy sort of section. He's mm. not in the last match, but he's in the middle bit. And then this year, he's in the opening, the curtain-jerking match. I mean, t- to be fair, I mean, this WrestleMania's matches are all over the place. They're, 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 I would not have put half those wrestling no. matches where, where they actually ended up, to be no. honest. And also, you know, you could have had better matches. Mm. I mean, I mean, the, 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 the fucking hillbillies, you know, fuck them. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, you know, regardless of the tattoos, I hate them. Yeah. You know, I, I just think it was, it's such a waste. You have, you have good... Uh, Davy Boy Smith, I mean, 92, he is... Uh, Wembley Arena, uh, Wembley Stadium, in fact, Wembley Stadium, having the match of the year. Mm. Three years later, he's in the opening match of WrestleMania against two fucking no-hopers. They are waddling around. It ends with a sunset fucking flip that is slow. I mean, they're just too big. Everything's got too big, and it looks hot, and it looks crap. The the sunset flip was good, but still quite laboured at that. You're right, it it wasn't... wasn't And then they do a sort of pose down, and that, again, just, you know, what am I supposed to do, cheer? (laughs) We've just had two and a half years where we found out why they're this big. You know, (laughs) Uh, it was depressive. Well, McMahon sort of said... Well, first of all, Lola reminds uh, us of uh, the British Bulldogs' um, previous uh, tag team partner, the Dynamite Kid, Mm. uh, which made me watch the Wake Up Tommy bit. (laughs) Wake up, Tommy! Tommy! Tommy, wake up! Wake up! Um... (laughs) And um, uh, and Lola makes a joke about um, Vince McMahon's age and then pulls out of it in the last minute. (laughs) Um, But McMahon ends the whole whole terrible uh, opening match with sort of saying, this won't be the last time you'll be seeing these together. Like, you own the company. You know that you're going to try this again. Yeah, but... I think they only wrestled twice on pay-per-view. Did they? It was just... Uh, Lex Luger ends up going to WCW later in the year because he realises his career is just nosediving yeah. now. It's, it's, not it's not It's not paid off. The, does, um, he, does he fare any better in the WCW? Yeah, he does. WCW? He does. And and he, he is... It, it's a really... He jumps uh, without telling McMahon. Right. So his contract is up. No one's really noticed. And the next night, live, he appears on Nitro. <gasps> oh, that's a, f- oh, that's a wonderful fuck you. In. It's a big fuck you. Yeah. Now, Luger had always done better in WCW. He just had a bad WWE run. It's really hard mm. to explain why. I sometimes mean, it, just, it, just, it just happens. Sometimes it, I mean, it just like, doesn't click. Yeah. I think in a weird way, they so wanted him. They wanted him to work so badly mm. that it just, you know, that wanting too much has yeah. just fucked it. And he, he goes back to WCW. By 97, he is king of the hill and he's having such a good run it was mm. the right thing for him to do um mm. but then you know it all fizzles out he was never a great wrestler he was a good performer he comes from an era where the body did all the work yeah and so i think he, he struggles later but 97 when he takes on the nwo he has a huge big run right and it's a it's a great run um just a quick thing i think david boy smith we're not going to see him too many more times we are probably going to see him a few times there's a, a story about why he's called david boy smith right and he always said it was because on his birth certificate uh, where you're supposed to put the gender of the child, they'd written it after his name in the bit that says middle name. Right. So okay. it said David Boy Smith. And so he always <laughs> said, oh, that's why I'm David Boy Smith. Yeah. Well, someone recently went to check that out. They got his birth certificate. I said it's none bullshit. Of that. It says David that. Smith, but also they don't say boy for sex. They say male. So if it was real, he would be <laughs> Davy Male Smith, which uh, is not as good. David is not a male Smith. He says he's a postman. <laughs> the um, I, I, any 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 anyone who's got the middle name Boy, anyway, is just great. So good. <laughs> Pete, Peter Boy Donaldson. Oh, I'd take that. That's great. I'd take that. I don't actually have a middle name, so there we go. Then um, from now on, you <laughs> shall be Boy. <laughs> Peter Boy Smith. Peter Boy Donaldson. Um, we we cut to to uh, Nicholas Turturro looking for Pamela Anderson. Yes, futile. Yeah. Uh, Jenny McCarthy. He comes in, the mic doesn't work. Oh, yeah, um, such a mic. So, uh, but it starts like so. The post match manager interview with Jim Ross. Oh, yeah, it's completely in the dark. Yeah, rubbish. Complete shit show. Uh, the sound gets completely cut uh, to the dressing room bit with Pat. We're going to Pamela we're, we're Anderson's dressing room. Mm. Instead, we get the blog from MIT PD Blue and Jenny McCarthy. You can't hear anything. People are trying to do stuff yep. to the camera. Uh, and they uh, let it go too long as well. They don't go, <laughs> fuck, this isn't working. No. They go, maybe if we leave it 45 seconds, it'll click <laughs> in. No, no, no. And Vince and Vin- Vince McMahon does a really throaty laugh. He's, he's fucking annoyed. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Lawler also doesn't know who Jenny McCarthy is, which seems <laughs> absolutely inconceivable. Brilliant. Absolutely inconceivable. And, and, like, and he goes, that's the thing with, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, McMahon goes, uh, you, you know, that's the thing with WrestleMania. You can never tell what's going to happen next. The sound team getting firing <laughs> is what is, what is getting this, them I, getting the fucking Spanish Archer. I exactly love his repositioning of that, of going, you never know what's going to happen next. And normally that's a good thing. Yeah. But you go, oh, it's just the feed's dead. Hey, <laughs> that's a real WrestleMania moment. Um, th- there's a nice bit where they, they cut to the crowd just there and there's someone holding up a sign that just says, blood. <laughs> 
Oh, like, oh yeah, I saw that, right. yeah. And King Kong Dumbo. <laughs> yeah, King Kong Dumbo is good. Like, I mean, it, does it work? Not, no. King Kong Bundy, King Kong D- Dumbo. Dumbo. And no. there's a lady in a homemade T-shirt where she's stuck the letters on and it just says Neutron Star. Nice. Great. I she's have a feeling. Future. I have a feeling she she was like, what would I be if I was a wrestler? <laughs> I'd be Neutron Star. Well, when The Undertaker wrestles later on, there's a bloke dressed as The Undertaker. There's a couple of absolute muscle-bound heroes in there as well. In really? The crowd. Like some proper muscle men. Uh, who are clearly, you know, into getting muscular. <laughs> I think whenever you see those people who are muscular in the I crowd, pro, I could pro reps. They're waiting, aren't they? They're, they're thinking waiting someone's going to come up and go, "Hey, what are you, Bench?" <laughs> and you go, "Nothing. I just, I just take vials of liquid." <laughs> and they go, "Hey, come over." You know, I think that's. Uh, I, I'm not sure that that's ever happened to anyone who's been picked out of the crowd where someone's gone, "You look, you look." Apart great, from yeah. me, <laughs> which happened when I met Big Daddy. <laughs> he said, you uh, wrestle. Yeah, you know, I want to go to university. Exactly. Have I told this story before? Boring oh, sorry, man. sorry, did I jump on your story then? No, no, it's all right. Big Daddy's dead. It would be nice to tell that story to his family, but you squash all over it. What is, what is Big Daddy? What is Big what Daddy? Is Big Daddy? Because obviously, I think we'll come on to uh, the... Uh, actually, we can come on to it now. Um, ITV yeah. was very much wrestling, Saturday afternoon sort of wrestling, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was. For years. For years yeah. and years and years. World of Sport. Mm. So World of Sport used to... I think when they first started, they would show... Uh, regional sports on a rotational system. So right. some weeks you'd get the darts, some weeks you'd get the wrestling, some yes. weeks you'd get, you know, pretty much like shove high halfpenny. There was a sort of sense of these aren't the big sports that the whole country are talking about, but these are the things going on around the world. Yes, okay. Right. It was just because somebody tweeted a video of um, the WWE yeah. doing shows on... ITV, on ITV, yeah. yeah. So this must have been before Sky TV came along, because right. since Sky TV have been along, they've really been the home of WWE in the UK. Mm. So they've always, I mean, I started watching WWE in '89 at yeah. someone's house who had Sky, and Sky at that point was still, uh, you know, one person in your year at school would have. Sky. Oh, and they'd and they'd record the Simpsons and those videos, or the Copper yeah. America, and someone, and they would send. Uh, they would send videos exactly around the school. That. Sort of it thing. was the only way as well, I think, you know, they began buying up boxing. So there'd quite often be a Frank Bruno fight you could only see on Sky. Yes. And that was a real sort of, you know, you'd have to go around to their house. And I remember this in the same way as like when pay-per-view started, because you paid for that, loads of people would chip in and all go around to their houses. Mm. I remember things like Frank Bruno things going around to someone's house and, you know, the the, the front room would be packed with people. Yeah. A really nice, that's all disappeared. Mm. And that's a shame. You know, that was a really good way to watch it. Um, I remember watching the Survivor Series 1989 in one of those rooms filled with loads and loads of people. That was mm. just great fun. But what we used to have was, we used to have World of Sport. And World of Sport was, uh, uh, I, I think it's either Joint Promotions or All Star or one of the ones, but it was run primarily by the brother of uh, Shirley Crabtree, Big Daddy. Yes. A guy called Max Crabtree. And for years, they provided ITV with wrestling. And wrestling was a huge, huge ratings winner. Right. Greg Dyke came in, took over ITV, and he decided they wanted to go more upmarket, and so they got rid of it. Mm. And I think when they got rid of it, it was still being watched by four million people a week. Yeah. It was, and there was a big outcry when it went off. There was a, a famous uh, match between Jackie Palo and Mick McManus that played on television. And many years later, Jackie Palo met the wife of Jack Cohen, who was the man who owned Tesco. Right. And she said the single worst trading day they ever had was the day that Jackie Palo and Mick McManus fought on TV because everyone <laughs> because stayed home. Amazing. Yeah. So it was a huge, huge deal. What I didn't realise is that in the 80s, the WWE began providing tapes. So this is around WrestleMania 3 time yeah. to ITV so that they could get some of their products seen. Mm. And what you see here is exactly what they were doing in 84 in the States, which was saying to small television companies, we'll give you our tapes, which are produced brilliantly, and you can get rid of your crappy homegrown stuff. Yeah. We've got the big stars. And they did that to take over. And I had no idea they'd done it here. Well, and yet you see, in 87, they're producing something called British Challenge with, at the end, the World of Sport logo with the WWE yeah, w- World there. Wrestling Federation it, it, on it. It does look it, really weird. It blew my mind. I have never, ever seen that. Yeah. I've never seen it. Someone sent me, I'm, I don't have the name in front of me, but they, they were. it was a great re- resource. So the chap who sent it to us. It was uh, Neil Miles. Neil Miles. I think he's at Neil Smiles. Right. So Neil okay, X Miles. Uh, what a great find. And he was saying he, he, he digitised that from his own collection. Right. I've never seen it. Well, Another well, chap got in, got in contact to right. say 
here's a website about ITV wrestling, and it lists everything that was on. Yes. So someone has actually, week by week, shown what was on. And they had loads and loads of WWF stuff. Every sort of third or fourth week, mm. you'd have the Bulldogs and then a Hogan match. Oh, I, I have yeah. no recollection of that oh, whatsoever. It's so interesting, like so looking at through the prison. But I guess it was just like syndicated shows that yeah. you know that were, were bought in. Sort of yeah, thing, I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated with how the, the British companies would have viewed that. Well, the, well, they, uh, well, the stuff that Neil Miles sent uh, through, she, he sent it through the prism of um, watching Mean Gene and Lord Alfred Hayes yeah. having some bands on ITV. Which, his, which I'm always happy to watch. Well, he, well, here's a little clip, anyway. But after that, he dominated Cowboy Bob Orton. Those last, yes, he did. Those last minutes of this match, everything went Hogan's way. And I think this is how a lot of his matches have gone. He has a lot of durability. He has power, but he has ability as well, in excess. <laughs> so, bless Lord Alfred. Yeah. This is a pre-record. Yeah. <laughs> they could have started again, but that was the best cut. I, I, the thing I love most about that is when you do those sorts of things, yeah. yes, of course you haven't sat and watched the match. <laughs> but normally you're professional enough that you don't make that clear. And yes, in the last bits, he really showed his durability. Don't get too detailed about <laughs> Don't it, Don't use the word ability in durability <laughs> and ability twice in a sentence. Uh, it goes on. Uh, they, they do show that Lord of his and uh, Mean Gene did have some kind of camaraderie, which I really, mm. I really enjoyed. The way I see it, he dominated Ace Cowboy Bob Orton, much like I dominated my golfing opponent this past week <laughs> up in St. Andrews, Scotland. I'm talking about Michael Archer. Valiant try. Noble effort, my boy. But not no cigar this time. <laughs> you didn't play my Archer, did you? I thought you were play, You told me Nick Faldo last week. Well, I, I, no, I didn't play with Nick Faldo. They really enjoy it. Like, Lord Alfred is D-mob happy. He's off the clock. Oh, that's I was exact. I'm prone oh. to exaggeration. You know that. Lord I know Alfred. that definitely. <laughs> All right, the the best are going to be back when we return again next time out for British Challenge. And I know it's always a a pleasure for you to be back here in your homeland. It is. It really is. You know, the program today was so good, I can't wait to see our next program. You know, Lord Alfred, uh, I've got to say this. You've got a lot of relatives here watching throughout the British Isles. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they look forward to seeing you back that often or not. Uh, don't give me that Orton's grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. It has been a great one. And of course... They're having a lovely time. And yeah. the best thing about it, which you pointed out, is that Lord Alfred has forgotten how to say a particular word. We're going to be back next time off for the British Challenge. For Alfred Hayes, Mean Gene Ockerlund saying, have a good one and so long, everybody. Cheerio. Hip hip. <laughs> Cheerio. 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 They, they, uh, there was the, <laughs> recently the WWE did two nights at the Royal Albert Hall with right, the yeah, NXT yeah. brand. And uh, again, this is this like the world of sport. This is their new attempt to take over right. because wrestling is having a resurgence in Britain, mm. and they've gone okay. We need to squash everyone else. But they had a couple of specials go out on the network, right. and both nights. I mean, just I find it again. How can you not get this right? Both nights it opened with uh, uh, Mauro Ronaldo, who is the the um, commentator, right? And he is there with a guy called Nigel McGuinness. Nigel McGuinness is British. Mm. And it opens with Mauro Ronaldo saying, Cheerio, everyone! They think cheerio means hello. hello. And nobody has gone, there's a fucking British guy there. <laughs> nobody has gone, no, cheerio means goodbye. And I, I watched it the first night and went, that is fucking terrible. He has taken lessons from, uh, who is the woman out of Frasier? Uh, who is Niles Jane Leaves yeah she only got that job because the person who had it basically nailed on uh, she they did a run through and the, the, an American writer wrote uh, you know the, the writer's mm. room wrote this particular script and she went yeah I d British people don't use that particular phrase and that kind of thing she got absolutely done and and, 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 and thing he came but in I, but I look at that and I just I mean you know a, a lot of British culture does translate we're, we're not going to sit here and go how does Wrestlemania open it opens by going you know so so long y'all you know <laughs> it's a basic thing come on guys get this right uh, it, it's great though that obviously you know uh, alfred when they've gone what does cheerio mean he's going to pronounce cheerio <laughs> Cheer pip pip <laughs> just, oh. just lovely to see him both i i i honestly i i just oh, i want to want to know Ooh, alfred i know, i, I, I spent quite a lot of time looking at photographs of lord al when he's a wrestler yes and he is Honestly, he looks so great <laughs> and he looks cocky. And there's a weird thing uh, you can see. If you imagine him always as this bumbling idiot, yeah. then he's not like that at all. No. He has had a better life than any of us will. <laughs> and he's become this charming old man who makes jokes about golfing and gets paid for talking shit. <laughs> Presumably because he's one of 
the world's great dudes. <laughs> oh, I love him. He Lovely. says something weird about Orton's grandmother there as well. Yeah, I don't know what that's <laughs> No, I don't either. I think that's... I have a feeling that Alfred, the big thing that everyone loves about him is I think he's a ladies' man. Yeah. And when they joke about him being back, maybe your family won't want to see you. I imagine there are loads of kids out there who are Alfred's kids who have no idea. <laughs> no. Are you an Alfred's kid? Get him in front of a camera. Get him, <laughs> give, him, give him a live studio audience and a fucking microphone. And we'll see. Don't yeah. need a DNA test. Yeah, he got three words right. <laughs> Move on. He doesn't get the haze millions. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh. Don't start! Uh, so the second match is uh, Riz and Ramon with the 1-2-3 kid and uh, Jeff Jarrett. Uh, with the Rawdy. Mm. We ain't going to say which way this this match goes. doesn't matter. It's not what we're about, Mark Because <laughs> I nearly said Rosen Ramon defeated Jeff Jarrett uh, by disqualification, yeah. but that's not what we're about. This is the last thing we want to do, is so, get bogged down <laughs> with things like results I read facts. The, I read the iTunes uh, reviews for the first time oh, this yeah. week, and a couple of people are going, why did they ever tell us the, the results of the matches? <laughs> it's not important. No. Not important. We, we could go through every single move, but then not give the result. That's the, <laughs> yeah. only, that's the only compromise I'll make. Um, uh, this is... Uh, uh, man, I, uh, do you know what I hate most about Jeff Jarrett? A wrestler I never particularly warm to. It's, right. his, it's his costume. It's yeah. There's, there's two. It looks crap. It's meaningless. He's got straps that don't help, and there's too many of them. He comes out wearing these fucking Elton John glasses. He's got a hat that flashes. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was quite confusing, wasn't it? There's, I mean, like, uh, what, and he's supposed to be a country music star, and yet he, <laughs> so. he he's wearing white PVC. It's all just again. They've got no fucking handle of what this is. And he's why is he with the is, is he the Rawdy because he's like helps out this country music star? Yes, kind of right. Yeah. So this is this is a. Uh, 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 Guy called Brian Armstrong, who ends up uh, being the road dog in the Attitude right. Era, has a much bigger career than is Jeff Jarrett managed in WWF. <laughs> is he at any point a dog? <laughs> but it's a uh, he's it's a very sort of thankless role. This, I mean, I mean, this match is. Well, he's got to break down the ring afterwards. <laughs> I just love that. It's like the, the Rawdy finishes the match, getting back to the dressing room. They're like, "Ha! Oh, what a great, what a great show, man! You guys are great. Shall we go for a drink and stuff?" And then and then it all goes quiet. He goes. Roddy, um, you do have to break down the ring. Yeah. Uh, th- we've got, we've we've got, got to, to be, be in, in Tampa at 8.30 tomorrow morning, <laughs> so you're going to have to rove through the night. I like, I like the one, two, three kid. He was, yes. he was only 23 at this point. He is, and he was... He, was, he, uh, looks, he wouldn't look out of place in um, Wolf Alice. No. <laughs> There's a funny thing about him where he comes in this. He never, ever worn it before mm. in a sort of kimono. Yeah. And do you know what it reminds me of? You know when you watch, like, quite bad... Uh, TV drama mm. and they go into a club 
and they want to get across that this is like a sordid club. Yeah. He looks like if he turned round, you'd go, is it a lady? No, it's a man. <laughs> oh. A man dressed as a prostitute woman. <laughs> and he looks a bit like that. <laughs> he's, he, he uh, again, you see the tiny bit he does in this. He's got some weird kung fu gimmick he's doing, which yeah, he didn't yeah. really do for very long. Oh, um, but, I was, I, that was the most impressive thing yeah, about this match. wasn't it? But when he actually sort of like, at the end gets involved, you just suddenly realise, gosh, this is the future. Yeah. The future is not big blokes like no. Lex Luger, uh, you know, and the Blue it's Brothers. agility and it's, moves. Yeah, and the crowd go fucking bananas. It was brilliant. Yeah. He was only 23 then. He's 45 now, which is like... Yeah. Still, you know, he's still, one of the, still works. One of the... Um, one of the... <laughs> he's had some... Oh, man. He, he had some bad periods with substance abuse. <laughs> right. He is known for being one of the great guys in the business. Everybody loves him. He's, right. he's a really good talker. Uh, he's, he was around the glory years of the business from almost, you know, three years into his career mm. all the way through. Um, he's seen it all and done it all. Mm. Uh, he, a few years ago, had a horrific injury where he sort of jumped onto a turnbuckle and he just essentially ripped his anus apart. Mm. I mean, it's just, that is the worst thing about being a wrestler is there is a 50-50 chance that, that you this year <laughs> you're going to rip your anus apart. <laughs> and unfortunately, his one, number was up. I get 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 stitches. <laughs> the, 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 the awful thing about it is he's had such a spectacular career. I'm annoyed that that's the first thing that came to mind. But we will be, we'll be seeing him a lot in WrestleMania over the years. Well, and sometimes he, is, uh, he is great. I'd like to think, uh, was it WrestleMania 2 when uh, George Animal Steel ate a turnbuckle? Yes. <laughs> he starts pulling the, the stuffing out of it. Yeah. He was on hand to Which eat. Is... <laughs> <laughs> whatever came out of his bum I'm George Animal Steel next pack I'm going to eat the stuffing out of your this <laughs> is oh, things have got sexy <laughs> uh, he would not be CRB checked as a teacher <laughs> if he had done that at any point in his thing no, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff Jarrett uh, again wiki hall sort of thing led me down a bit of a wiki hall he's in the Bullet Club Yes. Which is a t-shirt yeah. everybody wore. I didn't really know what the Bullet Club's... Yeah. There seems to be a million people in this fucking thing. Yes, there it's are. Insane. I mean, it's it, like... like, like uh, the easiest way to explain it is like the Four Horsemen. It was a group of blokes yes. in Japan okay. who were uh, taking on the uh, Japanese stars and they had this no respect sort of bullet mm. club thing. Okay, right, and yeah, over yeah. the years, as they dropped out, other people would move in. Mm. I think people, Jeff Jarrett is one of the people in the bullet club who people don't really associate with the bullet club. Oh, okay. Uh, I see. But he was, he, he's a funny one. I mean, he's, he came from a, 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 a wrestling family. His father, Jerry Jarrett, one of the great promoters uh, in Memphis and Tennessee uh, with Jerry Lawler. And um, Jeff Jarrett came through the business. He was small at the time, seen as being very small. He had a good, uh, ability to work with anyone, really. Yeah. And people really disliked him. They really hated him. They, it really drove him wild. He also becomes a big, important part of the business. So he, uh, later on, and we'll talk about this when we come to it, mm. but he walks out on Vince McMahon. His contract runs up, and he's still holding the Intercontinental Championship. So he says to Vince McMahon, I am leaving, but if you want me to drop this belt in the ring, I've got to come back tomorrow night. You can pay me a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. And Vince McMahon is over a barrel. At the time... Titles meant a lot, mm. so he had to pay, but he never forgave him for it. Yeah. So when Vincent Mann buys WCW in 2001, Jeff Jarrett is one of the big stars there. He basically goes on TV and says, who shall I bring back? Goldberg? And everyone cheers. And he goes, Ric Flair? And he cheers. And he goes, Jeff Jarrett? And he basically goes, I'm never bringing Jeff Jarrett back. <laughs> Jarrett is essentially blackballed in a mm. one business industry. Yeah. And so he goes off with his father and they set up TNA, uh, which becomes Impact, which is the only, for a long time, viable yeah. uh, other federation right, okay. um, and they they struggle through the years but so Jeff Jarrett very important they put him in the Hall of Fame this year I think that was a big surprise for him he'd been through some WWE sponsored rehab and right. uh, I think he was it was nice that they brought him back they bring back everyone eventually but you will see a lot of Jeff Jarrett through Wrestlemania is it is it kind of like a control thing kind of for, for Vince kind of I, I think saying, so you know, it doesn't you know we, we might be friends we might not be friends but you're still a fucking WWE product what is best for business yeah what is best for business the reality is if bringing Jeff Jarrett back who's it going to make money for if he's in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. Nothing to do with Jeff Jarrett. It's yeah. going to make Vince, maybe someone will go, oh, I'll watch it now. Yeah. And that's the way forward. Yeah. You know, I think it's, it's uh, what it comes down to from what everything I've read over the years is the bottom line for Vince McMahon every single time is business. Business. Is this the, money. Uh, the, uh, um, the Bullet Club Wiki Hall I went down also included me getting to, uh, there's, a, there's, a, there's a duo called the Rapongi 3K. <laughs> yes. Shaw and Yaw. 
Yep. Uh, Rapongi is uh, where d- dirty people are going yep. in Tokyo. Um, and they're also known as the Tempura Boys. Yes, they are. They were originally called the Tempura Boys the before tempura they became... Boys. Originally, there was a tag team called Rapongi Vice, which is uh, Rocky Romero and Temperetta. <laughs> and they used to have this horrible-sounding, boingy music that went, Rapongi Vice. <laughs> like that. It was gross and horrible. so weird. Yeah. It's, th- but it's like, the, it's like the one place in Tokyo that looks like Falaraki. And yeah. it's like, oh, what is this place? It's also the place that all... All of the American wrestlers spend all their time yes, yeah, getting yeah. shit faced. That's where I met uh, a, a pro wrestler. I mean, he's just wrestling for some uh, yeah. weird little weird little company and stuff. It's Irish, but I can't remember his name now. But uh, he, uh, yeah, that was in a, I, in a I, bar. In when we went to Rapongi, I know that best from uh, wrestling, which is just <laughs> everyone saying, you know, they, they used to Rocky Romero used to do loads of you know uh, promos about. Uh, you know, heading down to Rapongi and stuff like that. It's uh, it's just weird. I, I suppose it'd be like here doing lots of stuff about Soho. Yeah. Um, oh no, not even Soho. It'd be like, uh, it would be Essex. Or it would be some kind yeah. of like Essex like, flesh spot or something. Yeah. Quality. Oh, yeah. Um, so again, you know, it's a long match. This one. Yeah. Uh, they're going nowhere on it. I just, it's such a a boring little bit. Thank God. They cut straight back to Pamela Anderson's dressing room <laughs> <laughs> with Nick Turturro. Um, they are in there. Jenny McCarthy is talking to a load of wrestlers, and mm. there's, it's the Million Dollar Man's Million Dollar Corporation. And this is the last year, really, of Nikolai Volkov being in the WWF. Yeah. And somehow he's grown all his hair back, <laughs> which is bizarre. And he's got this sort of thatch on his head. Oh, one of the things that came up in the um, steroid trial... Uh, in 94, was that along with all the steroids, um, one of the doctors had ordered Mean Gene Oakland Rogaine. Oh, really? Which is a, a hair revival uh, paracetamol. <laughs> I don't know what type of drug it is. But uh, Vince, <laughs> Vince, I mean, just Gene suddenly going after all these years. Well, I've been bald really for my... 30 years. <laughs> I'd like that back. Now, I'm not saying Nikolai Volkov has discovered Rogaine, <laughs> but he spent 30 years bald and he suddenly got this like a toddler's hairdo. <laughs> It's just amazing. <laughs> and I just like the fact that Mean Gene getting his hair back was suddenly making him incredibly desirable. <laughs> Jesus. The, um, uh, Kama Mustafa is there, and we see him uh, in a bit. But Kama Mustafa is... Um, oh, I'm going to save that for the next match. Let's get on to okay. the next match. You'll All enjoy right, okay, it. Cool. Um, it uh, is but, worth but saying. In, but in between, Sid does turn, like my most hated wrestler. Yes. Yeah, Sid turns up and he shouts, and Jenny McCarthy looks like, you know, why are you fucking shouting? <laughs> Uh, this is if you want to imagine what it's like to be on cocaine watch that little bit and just yeah. imagine being in that room just just jammering oh everyone's jammering so loud and, and saying nothing around. and oh it's awful um the fourth match undertaker versus king kong bundy yes. uh, with ted dibiossi um bundy credit to him we last sort of saw him around wrestlemania three mm. he hasn't changed at all no he, he still looks like a big egg in a leotard well it i want <laughs> his neck it's a big neck roll. A roll of fat. I'd I like want, to bite that. Like I like to go between my hands and just <laughs> like a dog chewing like a, a like a ceremonial rope hey, or something. Get like. off of my neck fat. <laughs> <laughs> you like, shush you. It's like a fireman's uh, fucking... Um, what do they call that? Dick. Dick. It's a fireman's dick. Um, I wanted to see what King Kong Bundy was up to. Uh-huh. Uh, and the first video on Google, in the year of 2018, this was recorded in 2018, just King Kong saying Andre the Giant was a prick. Oh, it's just like 2018 was celebrating Andre. <laughs> oh dear, man! I, like, I, I enjoyed this match. It was fun. Uh, it, it's okay. Just I mean, it. it's 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 uh, another long line of Undertaker in slightly underwhelming yeah. WrestleManias. This is the first time they mention that he's undefeated at WrestleMania, oh, okay, which obviously right. then becomes a, a really thing, yeah. big thing. He, he starts with real hat hair when he sees his hat. There's some real kinkiness to it. There's a terrible sort of uh, storyline thing they're doing about. Ted DiBiase has stolen the urn, which yeah, is what? the source of Undertaker's power. Oh, right. This okay. is... I couldn't, I, again, the, the problem is with, with um, uh, devices like that, yeah. you can watch it three or four times and not get what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Now, I don't know what the people in the fucking, ser- in, in the actual um, stadium, well, it wasn't really a stadium, but yeah. Yeah, I think it was a stadium connected to a, a shopping, shopping centre. Yeah. It's quite funny. Um, yeah, I don't know what the people are, who are there Without any televisions, like, no. well, why is, he, why is he want this bloody um, But this is also the thing that, you know, wrestling is slightly about suspension of disbelief. Yeah. We all know they're not really going out. This guy's dressed as an undertaker and he's called The Undertaker. We mm. know it's not, yeah. it's not a legitimate fighting sport. But 
when you bring in those things where you go, he gets his power from Paul Bearer holding up the urn, yeah. which has got the ashes of God knows what in. And the urn, urn's too big. Yeah. Have it, you ever seen an urn? Do you know what? It gets, it gets big <laughs> because they've got a thing where it's got a light in it now. So when they take the top off, a light shines out. Right. And so they need the apparatus in there. So you go, <laughs> why is that a big urn? And you go, take it off and you go, oh, because it must have a load of apparatus inside. So, <laughs> it's got a know, battery. All of it is really yeah. unimpressive. It's actually quite delicate. Yeah. LEDs weren't invented. They go with really big lamps. But this whole thing about he gets his power from, you know, uh, you know, how can I enjoy this if I'm not a child? How can I enjoy this? So they bring in uh, uh, Teddy Biossi, they snatch it back, yeah. and then everyone cheers, and then they bring out Kama Mustafa, yeah, like, so the supreme just, fighting machine. So he turns up, and they do like a picture-in-picture, picture, and I was thinking, you can't even get the fucking sound right, no. and you try and picture-in-picture picture Do you know situation. what? Of all the people who they chose to do a fucking run-in at WrestleMania, <laughs> would you have given this to the man who used to be Papa Shango? That, <laughs> oh, is, that is Papa Shango, Papa Shango yeah. Because Papa Shango fucked up a WrestleMania. By main running event. in at the wrong time. <laughs> and so what do they do? They go, you know what? We put you in a dark match last year, this year. We're going to give you something at WrestleMania. You've got to run in to the ring at a key <laughs> moment and just going, oh, this is a nightmare. This is going to happen again. This is going to happen again. But they bring him in. already gone missing. He's, he's been brought in for the reason that they're sort of going, UFC is big. So let's have a UFC fighter character. Right. And he's, I mean, he looks the least like a UFC <laughs> fighter you've ever seen in your life. I believe what happens as this goes on, he gets the urn and then it's melted down into a chain that he wears. I mean, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, it was all a bit like... <sighs> yeah. Undertaker and uh, Charles Wright, who plays Kamen Mustafa, Papa Shango, and later The Godfather, mm. um, they're, they're really, really good friends. Right. Uh, so Undertaker, I think, has always been one of those guys who says, if I'm going to do something, I want to do it with we'll this do guy. Right. Um, Charles Wright went on to uh, run a very successful strip club ah. in Las Vegas. Good. I mean, that's competitive. If you're going to do it anywhere, do yeah. it there. <laughs> when he was The Godfather, they used to um, have a thing called the Ho Train, where he'd bring in women who'd sort of dance in front of him. And right. He'd sort of, you know, he was a pimp. Mm. Um, and uh, they used to do that by he'd have to go out to the strip club and the night before women. to find five women who'd be willing to work that night. And then, I mean, what a life. Wow. What a naughty boy. Naughty boy. Um, yeah, so so it's fine. I mean, Undertaker doesn't win particularly spectacularly. Well, King Kong Bundy doesn't sell any moves in no. that match at all. And you're like, sort of going, like, you realise you're here to, like... <laughs> To, this to is, lose this match. And, and this is uh, WrestleMania, funnily enough, when you mention that, where only half of the matches have any selling in. Yeah. Everyone is just plodding around just, yeah. and, you know, it just, there's no drama in it mm. at all, at all. Um, there was uh, AJ Wright uh, pointed out on Twitter, um, if you want to see some amazing, li- I'm going to bring it back to Lord Alfred Hayes, that's all right. <laughs> because that was a seamless thing. For me, it's just all about Lord Alfred Hayes. Yeah. Um, if you want to see some amazing Lord Alfred Hayes uh, acting, get on the network and watch the imposing Big Men collection. Something I found very difficult to find on the fucking video. <laughs> okay. But around nine minutes and 20 seconds in, he's been told to laugh uh, in a King Kong Bundy sketch, basically, uh, King Kong Bundy has a wig on. Right. And Lord Alfred Hayes... This doesn't is, sound good. Lord Alfred Hayes is told to giggle at a certain time at the fact that King Kong Bundy now has hair. And he doesn't do a fantastic <laughs> job of it. It sounds really weird. What do you huh? think? It look bad. I think that'll That's do it. a nice part in it, too. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> Nobody loves a King Kong Bundy! <laughs> just, and he just runs after Lord Alfred Hayes. He just goes... <laughs> I, I'm not laughing at your hair. I've just seen the ghost of my mother. <laughs> back on script. Back on script. Man, is it? Oh man, oh man! This, Incredible. This, this whole thing where if you're Mean Gene, you sit there and go. They gave him hair, and now they're laughing at it. Should I take this row game, or are they going to make me do a skit? Oh man! Ooh, since the last WrestleMania, Paul Bearer's uh, coffin's getting a little bit bigger, isn't it? I know. Oh, he's putting on a chunk of lump. Some, How many bodies is he? Eating? Someone's been drinking an awful lot of embalming fluid. <laughs> Big and fat. He is uh, monstrously fat. Monstrously fat. Um, which is all about what wrestling should be. I want to see great big fat people. What's funny in this actually is, is like Bearer is so big. And later, the football players are so tall. Yes. King Kong Bundy actually looks quite small yeah, in this. Exactly, it's a yeah, weird yeah. thing where yeah. you, you, your sense of scale is all off with Bundy. But, but I think The Undertaker, again, um, it's one of the better received matches, I think, in uh, in The Thinker's Undertaker. It's just a great... Yeah. You, you, I think you can tell the crowd is definitely getting their head around The Undertaker. They're yeah. loving it. Lo- the, kids the kids are going mental This is also a, a funny thing where, where it's because an it's era... Just, well, it's like, it's, well, the lights are going off and flashing and strobing, yeah. stuff like that. It's genuinely, as a child, watching that, you're like, fucking but, hell! But he's a proper character out of a comic book. Yeah. He is a proper larger-than-life character. Yeah. Well, the problem with this is you can also... The, the problem with the era is they do not have 
enough bad guys. Right. They don't have enough people who are like uh, being built in the same way as the heroes. So you look at the big heroes, your Bret Hart's, your Undertaker, mm. your uh, Diesel, and then the bad guys, apart from Shawn Michaels, there's no one really. No, right. you know? And so you get Undertaker ending up taking taking on King Kong Bundy, a match I don't think anyone really wanted to see. No. It seems like it's a bit of a shame in a way that they didn't have, I don't know, an Undertaker versus Lex Luger match mm. with a bad Lex Luger might have been a, a bigger thing. Mm. But these, they're just throwaways. Yeah. It's so weird. The idea that there's so little thought gone into a WrestleMania mm. is insane. Mm. Insane. And you see it with this, just thrown together. Yeah. Bundy is never going to win. <laughs> Ruins it. Ruins it. But, I mean, uh, if they wanted to have a match between Undertaker and someone who I would have liked to have seen, I would always go for Mantor. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see that. It's, you know, similar similar kind of coloured uh, dress, I suppose, isn't it? And, and instead of like like putting him in the coffin, they should take him to an abattoir <laughs> where he's killed with a bolt gun <laughs> and then his legs are chopped up <laughs> for Paul Bearer to eat. Yay! Um, well, that's us again. We've uh, somehow I don't, I don't think we've to, conveyed. We, we don't stretch these for you know for silly purposes. Yeah, there's it's a lot just, to talk there's about. A lot to talk about. I don't, I don't think the one thing we have conveyed though is listening to this. You probably wouldn't know that the two of us are melting from the heat. <laughs> it's it so is hot, so hot, and I am so literally. Hot, yeah. If I blink, it's like I'm underwater. <laughs> so all I want to say is, you know, spare a thought. We're really suffering to bring you this Mantor-based fantasy booking show. And if you can hear this noise in the next podcast, I've left the air conditioning on because we're dying. We're fucking dying. Uh, Imagine it's a ghost otherwise. (laughs) If if that makes you feel happier. Roddy! 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 Oh, wow. Uh, if you want to get to the show, as always, it's shortwrestlemepod.com. You can see us on Twitter. Check us out, say hello, and do review us on, uh, on iTunes as well. Yeah, hey, and actually, I should say, I did a really horrible punt uh, last time we were on to say, oh, can you give us some reviews because we, we're close to 200. Uh, in three days, we're up to 255-star reviews. Oh, that's and, lovely. And mate, thank you so much. Uh, it makes really all means, the difference. It really does, inexplicably. Because yeah. is, it's not life isn't a meritocracy. <laughs> Which is nice to get a bauble every now and again, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, get to those and uh, reviews on iTunes, and uh, we'll see you next week for uh, our final chunk of WrestleMania 11. We're going to meet Pamela Anderson at last. I'm going to wear sunglasses. <laughs> I'm going to get into a fight with her husband. Goodbye! Bye! deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.